It's episode 164 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with none other than the beautiful Esther Isaguirre, uh, otherwise known as Senorita Esther by most of y'all. Thank you so much for being here. Hey girl, hey! I'm <laughs> super excited. Absolutely, um, like you had said when I when you first popped up in here, this has been a long time coming. We've been trying to schedule this for a while since we met last summer. So yes, what, we're March, April. Yes, I know. <laughs> Almost a year in, but look, here we are. We did it. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's because because you're splitting time between San Antonio and Corpus right now, right? Yes. Yeah. I moved to San Antonio. I was supposed to move last summer. Um, and, you know, life happens. And then I ended up moving. And then dad got sick. Mom got sick. So I was spending a lot of time in Corpus. I'm going a little bit less now because everything's kind of settled. He's done with his therapies and whatnot. So, so I'm finally able to stay more time in San Antonio. Uh, but I, I do love going to purpose to see my family, my friends, my nieces, my nephews, and uh, spending time over there. I spent all my life in Corpus since I was like three when we moved from Florida. Oh, wow. And, yes, girl, I'm from Florida, but I'm a Texas girl at heart. Absolutely. No, we claim you 100%. Thank you. I don't claim, I don't claim Florida. No offense <laughs> to any of my Florida family listening. <laughs> I just, I mean, I can't associate myself with like, oh yeah, I'm a Floridian. Like I can't, I'm a Texas girl. I'm a Texan girl. Yeah. So um, yeah, we lived here, we lived in Corpus. So moving to San Antonio, Antonio isn't that bad of a drive to go to my hometown so it's like beautiful I can just hey I miss my family and my honey is so like understanding he gets it so he's like all right go and I'll stay over there like a week week and a half and he's totally fine with it excellent so, well that. I feel like you're <laughs> such a fixture here in the community I mean we see you all over I mean you're always okay so for those of y'all who don't know uh, question number one, are you living under a rock? Um, question number two, why haven't you followed her yet? But I, I suspect that everybody listening knows that you are a fashion blogger, influencer, uh, model. I mean, so you have done a lot of collabs with local businesses and even um, international businesses, which we'll talk about momentarily. But I feel like, I mean, your face is just pretty much synonymous with, with Corpus Christi, um, especially in when it comes to kind of like photo shoots and modeling. So the first time I ever saw you was for the Made in Corpus Christi photo shoot. And I mean, you just stuck out, like just gorgeous. Like, who is this woman? And yeah, I mean, it, it's just one of those things like you just catch eyes. And so despite the fact that like technically as of now, home base is San Antonio, I still very much consider you like a coastal bend personality yes thank yeah. you for that because i don't ever want to be like disassociated with like corpus because that's my home yes <laughs> for sure and so you have an incredible fashion sense anybody that's following you so that's at senorita esther on ig you're on tiktok you're on pinterest i mean you're everywhere <laughs> uh I mean, first thing that comes to mind, obviously, is your incredible sense of style. So have you always been a stylish individual, even from a very young age? Yes and no. I kind of have refined and polished my sense of style more recently. I look at pictures from like 2015, 2016, and I'm like, girl, <laughs> what are we wearing? But I, I can see the effort was there. 
but I've always loved shopping. I've never been one to be like, oh, I hate shopping. And I know there's women that, you know, and people, not just women, that hate shopping. My husband's one of them. He, like, goes in and out to it. And I love to go spend time and looking. And I've been like that since I was small. Um, when I was really young, my mom would take a shopping to, like, Sears, JCPenney, you know, the more affordable stores mm-hmm. in Corpus. Like Sunrise Mall, hey. Absolutely. <laughs> and what was it, Padre Staples Mall? Padre Staples Mall? So, yeah, uh, throwback, right? Yes. So I've always enjoyed fashion, but I've come to love it even more since about like 2018, 2019. No, like 2017, 2018. That's when I came to terms um, with what my body is. I'm plus size. I'm super tall. I'm five eight. I have size 11 feet. So I'm just, my family from my dad's side, these are my dad's jeans right mm-hmm. here. These are all you jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, super tall. My aunts are really tall. My uncles are huge brothers. My dad's six four. So, I mean, hello, I'm going to get my height from somewhere, you know? Yes. Yes. So I always struggled with that, but it wasn't until like 2017. Yeah. About 2017 that I was just like, you know what, girl, it's enough. And I always try to present myself, um, nicely to, you know, the community I'm, I'm, I teach. So like at school, I want to be presentable and all that. So like my sense of fashion was there, but like I said, it wasn't like, polished mm-hmm. so 2017 came around and I was I realized how much I carried from past comments past like the way I saw myself um comments I had said in the past that were said in the past about me and they just kind of brought me down for a long time without me truly realizing it so I finally like I said came to terms and like I started like this self-love journey and girl, let me tell you, I hear what you what you said earlier was super sweet, and I take that as a huge compliment. When you said I catch eyes, I get that a lot. But I realize it's not it's not necessary. It's my confidence that has just like shot up the roof. Like I walk with like my head held high, and you know. And I think humbly, I think that that's what kind of helps me stand out. Uh, and that's what I encourage women to do with like my blog and, you know, showing pictures of like, Hey, we're curvy, we're plus size, but we can look hot. We can look sexy. We can look beautiful, gorgeous, fabulous. All those nice words that a lot of times society tells us we're not, or shows us that we're not. I'm like, girl, let me prove you wrong. So here I am, you know? And so that's where I started to feel myself even more and um say nice things to myself being kind to myself in my mind in my heart and you know i just you know i believe in god and i know god doesn't make any mistakes he creates perfect human beings and so i'm one of god's creations so why am i going to hate myself you know and why am i going to allow other people to um speak ill of me or make me feel less than the beautiful person that i am That's such an important message, and thank you so much for sharing that because I think most people can relate to uh, ruminating over mean things people said to them in the past. And I'm talking like past, past. I still remember something that a kid said to me in like third grade that was awful, you know? It's crazy how it just sticks to you. And like all the positive things that we might have heard, it's like, okay, 
but it's like our mind how it just it stays there and you replay it yeah even well into adulthood and mm-hmm. for you to decide that's not true anymore. I'm deciding that what this person said isn't true or is completely irrelevant to how I'm going to live my life is so powerful. And so what what was kind of like the turning point for you? Because I feel like a lot of people know they need to flip the script, but what actually caused the change? Because that's where the real magic is, is when you finally decide to to make the change. It sounds super trivial. You know, I shop for myself. I'll buy myself like a dress here and there. And I love clearance sales. I love sales. You won't ever find me wearing like, oh yeah, this dress is like $300. I can't afford that kind of stuff, you know? And I never have. And mommy, uh, my mom, (laughs) mommy, I meant to say, my mom taught me to, girl, we thrifted. We went to La Segunda. We went to, do you remember, you're from Corpus, right? Yes. Remember the Thunderbird market? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I haven't thought about that in forever. I'm sorry. I haven't thought about that place in forever. Yeah, girl. We went to the Swaparama on a navigation. We would go to Family Thrift Center. Like, I grew up, you know, we were a low-income family. We grew. I grew up humbly. I grew up in Hillcrest. I don't know, if you know where that's at. Oh, uh, so, that. Where Where is that? That might be my neighborhood. That's <laughs> no, that's, that's the neighborhood that it's been like basically torn. It's not existing. Okay, it's not there anymore. Okay, because we have crests in my neighborhood. Okay, oh, but gotcha. anyway, anyway, no, then I'm not familiar. Hillcrest is um, on 37, mm-hmm. where they're building a new bridge area. Oh. Between Fort and Bay Boulevard, Boulevard, that's, that's okay. where I grew Okay, 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 wow, mm-hmm. all right. So we didn't have the means to be buying new clothes. So anyways, that stuck with me my entire life. Even now, like, I love a good sale. I'm always trying to share them with, you know, um, with my friends on Instagram and whatnot. And so... I decided summer 2017 to go like on a little shopping spree for myself as trivial as it sounds like I said but that was kind of like the turning point for me I went to Tory that opened at the outlets in um Robstown and I mean Torrid if I wanted to shop at Torrid I had to come to San Antonio or Houston Mm -hmm. that was it like there was no Torrid in Corpus Mm -hmm. now we have two and so I would go to, I went to Torrid because I was super excited that they were going to be closer. And so I went and I shopped for myself. I bought myself dresses. I opened up a credit card. I was like, let's do it. You know, uh, I bought myself dresses, shoes, just everything, like anything, like a whole, a whole little, like summer wardrobe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that really helped me a lot to kind of make myself feel like, okay, girl, you can do this for you. So you can treat yourself. You deserve this. You know, I worked hard all year long. It was summertime. Yes. Why not reward yes. myself? Because like I said, I earned that. I deserve that. And for me, it's money well spent. It was money well spent. Um, and just wearing those, those, I mean, I really see that wearing like a cute outfit just does magic for me. You know, I spend more time at home right now. So some days I'm like in my PJs all day long, no makeup. And I love that. But when I get to like dress myself up, it just does wonders for me. I feel like, yeah, let's go somewhere. Let's go do something. You know, even if it's just to go to HEB, I will literally dress up to go to HEB. So it's <laughs> I so love funny. That. People think I'm lying. I'm not. I will do a whole face of makeup because that's like my outings these days. I don't do a whole lot. Like in San Antonio, I have uh, some friends and stuff, but I'm still like 
very new to the city. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's when it started. When I decided, like, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to um, gift myself this shopping spree. And that was kind of like a small turning point for me. You know, more stuff came down the road, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Because you, you mentioned Torrid. And I'm like, oh, we got to talk about Torrid. Uh, <laughs> but... So not trivial at all, actually, because your experience, because sometimes it can be something that may may seem minor in the scheme of things, but it's so instrumental to getting you where you're supposed to be, because you're obviously supposed to be in like a fashion blogger and and a model and, and that kind of thing, because your message is so powerful. Your image is powerful. I mean, you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Um, and that you said, you know, shopping and being in a new outfit and that kind of thing does wonders for you. That is true for so many individuals, myself included. I love having clothes that fit really well. Um, hair and makeup done like a certain kind of way. I mean, of course it it gives you energy. Like you, you're feeling yourself. It's really not for anybody else, but you. And uh, I relate to that very much. And so I, I think that that's, yeah, absolutely true. So have you always been able to put together an outfit? Have you always had like a signature style? Uh, always, like I said, it's become more nice mm-hmm. now, more recently. Uh, but yes, I'm always in dresses and skirts. That's like my signature right there. Dresses yes. and skirts are my go-to. I, I will wear pants and jeans, but I'm just not comfortable. And if I'm not comfortable in something, why am I going to put myself in it, you know? Exactly. So I pretty much stick to uh, dresses and skirts. I do try to put myself out there and, like, push myself out of my comfort zone at times. Like, when I do some modeling, like, um, when they tell me, okay, make your selections, I will try to pick outfits that are outside of my comfort zone. But me, nice. my daily, for the most part... Like right now I'm wearing a skirt, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm at home. So, uh, yeah, those are my go-tos. And I used to, um, I used to always wear a denim jacket. Not always, but a lot of the time. I'm yeah. gladly out of that phase. But, girl, I love a good denim jacket. It's so versatile. You can do so much with it. For sure. And it was super comforting for me to wear one. So, yeah. But that was like what I, that's what I mainly go to. Yeah, I mean, Every time I see an outfit you're wearing, I'm just kind of like, I've never even considered wearing something like that. And I maybe have like a skirt in my wardrobe, you know, but seeing how you dress definitely makes me reconsider, you know, some of my choices because I'm very quick to go with jeans, you know, and it's like, but why? Why don't I try more skirts, you know? Yeah. And I love that, though, because it's your how where you feel comfortable. You know? Yeah. And there's so many things you can do with jeans. You can dress them up, dress them down. There's all of huge variety of jeans yeah um when i worked at the school in corpus they would always like hey jean passes and i'd be like oh that does nothing for me <laughs> <laughs> i love it oh you're on no friends they were like yes and i'm like oh okay i don't care for jeans <laughs> but all right thank you i had like a bag like a ziploc bag full of jean passes i never used them yeah y'all really here you go guys here's here you go you have like contraband jean passes for people that's hilarious <laughs> I'll give you five dollars for your jean pass. I'm like, girl, am I gonna make a little side hustle out of these uh, jean passes? Yeah, the, the administration's like, why are there so many jeans passes around? What's that? That's hilarious. 
so I want to touch on on school because because you uh, are a kindergarten teacher, like you are certified to teach and all that kind of stuff. And so, what made you decide to go into education as a career? Oh my God, girl! This is like one of my favorite topics. Yay! I love teaching. Like I could, it, you would be. I would love to have you as my teacher. I can already tell. Girl, you would be one of my favorite students. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be a little bo- a podcaster. She speaks very well. <laughs> She's well spoken. She talks a lot in class. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, right? That's the note. Stop talking. Uh, <laughs> so let me tell you, I went to. Okay, so I told you I grew up in Hillcrest. I went to Crosley Elementary. Girl, I can tell you all my elementary teachers' names by memory. Like I know all their names. I don't. I never forgot them. So I did pre-K through fifth grade there. Sadly, the school is non-existent anymore. It actually caught fire the other day. I was so sad. My brother sent us a video. He's like, hey, Crosley's on fire again. So wow, anyway. Wow, that's terrible. I, a, I know it is. It's an old building. It's abandoned. Um, it caught fire a few years ago. And they were using it, I believe, as like storage or something. CCISD, and then they cleared it out. And it's just there. But it, it was one of those beautiful red brick uh, buildings with like a like a grand entrance and whatnot so old school building um but anyways i had such a great experience there all my teachers were wonderful and my second grade teacher her name was Ms. hernandez i remember to this day how soft-spoken she was how kind and her gentle spirit she's the person she's the teacher who made me want to be a teacher and second grade, I, I would tell my parents and my siblings and my, my family, I'm going to be a teacher when I grow up. And here I am, living the dream. <laughs> and then my, I had an English teacher at Miller. Um, you hear that? I did hear that. <laughs> my neighbors upstairs. Um, I, I had a high school teacher, an English teacher. I had her junior and senior year. Her name was Sue Verlon. She was an amazing teacher and she just like confirmed that I wanted to be a teacher because just how kind, how again, very dedicated to her students, always helping and willing to help me. She would stay after school with me because like I said, we didn't, I didn't have a computer. I didn't, we didn't have internet. Mm-hmm. So I had to stay at school working on my essays or I was a good student <laughs> and I would stay at school till eight or nine o'clock. This is in high school. Wow, trying to finish, you know, right, my essay. Right, like, right. I think I did that like twice. Wow. Other times it's like six o'clock, seven Still, o'clock. Still, most kids are like gone, have... but you were dedicated. <laughs> so I took that and I just like, I saw the example of Miss Hernandez in second grade and Ms. Verlon um, in high school, and I said, I want to be that for my students in the future. And I say this with so much pride, but also very humbly, that I hear that a lot. I have my first batch of students I had was in school year 2014-2015. They are fifth graders now, I believe, and I still get invited to birthday parties. I still get invited to their mom's baby showers. I still get, like, messages from them because I created, like, Facebook, private Facebook pages for my classes. And um, a lot of those parents became friends. I work with the bilingual students, so a lot of parents just felt seen and understood yes. because I could speak the language. And I was, I remembered my parents. I'm first gen, so I remember my parents. So, like, 
you know, the school system is so different here from Mexico where my parents are from. So, you know, I, I empathize a lot with the parents. They don't know what home school, a homecoming week is. They don't know right. what spirit, like they don't, they just need, they, they learn that with me and I try to explain to them. So whenever we had dress up days or anything like they would just like, what is this? And like, how do we go about that? And I would just explain it to them as best as I could. And they're like, oh, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. So they would start participating. So it was just such a beautiful experience for me to be able to be there for my students, for the parents, the families. I'm, I taught, like I said, that first year. And then my last year at JFK, I had a couple of the siblings of those students. So I like families. I, I was able to teach siblings and cousins and hey, that's my dad. So it was just such a great experience and so beautiful and so fulfilling. You know, I really believe that teaching is my calling. It really is because you have to have the patience. And teaching, yes. I taught pre-K for three years, and then I got moved up to kindergarten for four years. And, I mean, people think like, oh, you just teach pre-K, and oh, you just teach kinder. Like, girl, a lot of work. Oh, it's yes. It's become so much more rigorous than when I went to school, you know? You know, and so it's just, it's a lot of work. It's hard work. But when you have love for it, it's just so much fun as well. And um, yeah, I miss my friends. I miss my students, the families from Corpus. They still reach out, you know, and I, I do when I go to Corpus, I'll like pop in and say hi. And I, the kids, like, I'm Miss Izzy. My last name was kind of hard for most of them. So um, Miss Izzy, they would call, I mean, say my name, run up to me, hug me. It's so nice. It's so like okay, I did something good. If they still love me years after, I yep. did something right. Yep, so, for sure. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad you brought up that, you know, oftentimes people who I guess just don't know any better hear that you're you're uh, teaching the younger ages. And they're not necessarily dismissive, but they just, they don't understand, which is why they, they say like, oh, you just teach blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, you just need to keep them in line, I guess. Or you're not really teaching them anything. Oh, no. I mean, you are definitely like molding them to be yeah. students- you know, up at that progress in, in grades, like you are getting them as like literally, what would you call it? Like unmolded clay, you know? Yes. Yes. They, I mean, they don't know how to sit crisscross. I literally have to move their little legs and crisscross <laughs> them. This is how you sit, baby. And if you don't like to sit crisscross, you can sit like a mountain or you can sit like a mermaid. Mm -hmm. Mermaid's a favorite one for the little girls. Yes. Just whatever makes them comfortable. But it's so much work at the beginning and you have to set your rules and routines and yep. excuse me. And there's so much work that goes into that that people don't realize and then to hold their attention for a oh lesson, gosh yes how girl, do you do that I have magic hands or you know i have to use my voices and it's just like oh, let me tell you a secret <laughs> i'm letter today do you want to know what it is like it's the letter a what letter a it's just you it's you have to have and I just think about like, about how I mean, it, it's crazy how you hold, I had 25 students at one point. Wow. How I held their attention for like, you know, 10 minutes and then we get a little break and 10 more minutes because they, they're babies. Yes. They're four or five years old. They yes. cannot hold attention that long. So it was just, it's just so amazing to me how to see them learning because of me. 
because yes. of the round people. You know, Absolutely. it's magical. It really is magical. So yeah, it's I know a lot of people don't understand what all goes into teaching yep. little kids like four and five year olds. It's a lot of work, but it, it's totally doable, you know. It's it's obviously they move on and they learn and they some kids left reading in pre K. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- thank you for doing that. You know, I, I know um, I don't want to linger here too long, but teachers in the United States deserve way more credit um, and acknowledgement for the role that they play, you know, in our kids' lives, you know. So thank you so much for for doing that, you know, for deciding to be a teacher. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's huge. And so why in particular, and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you are in college to become a teacher, you're kind of determining which grades you want to teach, right? Or is it when you graduate, you can teach anything? No, you, I went to school for early childhood. Okay. Um, and so when I got certified is you have to take a test, you have to take two exams if I'm not mistaken. Things have changed so much from when I graduated college in Mm -hmm. 2010. Um, but when I graduated, I, I went to school for early childhood and interdisciplinary studies. Um, and then I got my certification. When I got certified, I can teach EC to four, early childhood okay. to fourth grade. That's my certification. The certification changed later to like early childhood to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I can teach to fourth. And then my bilingual, um, my bilingual, uh, I'm, the word is escaping my mind. So I also got certified to teach bilingual, which was another test I had to take. Um, but you determine what you want to teach in college. I don't, I don't know how it works for like sixth grade and up. I don't know if you focus on like history or math Okay. and then you get certified. I believe that's how it works. Mm-hmm. It might've changed now, but since I wasn't like, I was like, eh, I don't know how that works. I'm, I'm worried about my babies, you know, yeah. teaching little kids. So I think that's how it works so that you, um, you major in like on a, a certain subject and then from there you certify yourself. Okay. And so did you already know, okay, I definitely want to aim for pre-K kinder and, and why? I, like I said, since I had such a great experience in my elementary um, grade grades at Crosley, I wanted to do the same for kids because I believe that's when you set up that love for learning. Mm-hmm. You kind of mold it. That foundation is set up early on because if a child has a really bad experience in kindergarten with like, you know, a teacher who's not patient, who's always yelling and, you know, they're going to go to first grade kind of like, oh, unless that teacher is able to turn it around and that love for reading and the love for ma- all the subjects, love for learning in general, um, you have to, show them that you have to set the example. So when you read, you also, you get excited because you're going to read and how Yes, I would tell them like when I was in pre-K, I didn't know how to read because some kids feel, you know, they have so many emotions because, you know, they're, they're going to school for the first time in pre-K, sometimes even in kinder, they didn't go to pre-K and they just have these, it's overwhelming. So they are leaving mom for the first time they are with strangers in a room. They don't know the teacher, but you, you, be, you become like a little family. That's what I would like really try to emphasize that nurturing, loving environment. And we would become like a little family and we always take care of each other. And 
um, just kind of teach them and show them that school's fun. And so like, that was what I wanted. That's why I wanted to go into early childhood because I wanted them to love education and love learning and love reading and love going to recess and love being around their friends, you know, and have a good experience at school. So, because that was given to me. Yes. Since that was given to me, I wanted to turn around and give that to my community. So. That is so great. And, (laughs) you know, your face really did light up as soon as you started talking about teaching and like your reminiscing on, on uh, experiences, you know, with the kids. And so I have a question for you from a parent's perspective, right? Cause I'm, my kid's going to be going to kindergarten first time going to school in August. Do you have mm-hmm. any advice for parents who are going to be having a child go into pre-K or kinder to help them, you know, be more successful in in school for it to be like an easier transition and that kind of thing. Okay. So this was something that I would tell my parents, especially my pre-K parents. Um, I know it's hard to see them crying, especially the first, this applies to like the first weeks of school because some kids will like be in so like tears. Like I said, everything's so new to them. I would tell the parents, I wouldn't want to make them feel bad, but I would tell them as soon as you leave, they stop crying Mm -hmm. because they would linger. But this was pre-COVID times. Mm -hmm. Schools don't necessarily allow parents to come in that much or at all anymore. I'm not sure how this year worked. Um, But I would have parents that would stay well to like 815, 830. And I would like, okay, we have to start our day. Come on. (laughs) Get out. (laughs) Yes. And it was hard. And I would tell That is hard. Like. And I, I, I'm not a mom yet, um, but I can imagine how difficult it is to leave your baby. That's your baby, your little one at home, at school. And like, but you know, you have to trust the educator, the teacher that they have that year. Yes. And, um, tell your little one, you'll be there to pick them up. I'll be here at three. Even if they can't tell time, at least they know 315 or 330 mom's going to pick me up and, Make it exciting for them as well and talk to them and say, like, I know it's hard right now, but you will love school and it's going to be fun. And, you know, if the teacher, for some reason, like, kind of tells you, like, hey, you had a kind of hard day. Don't talk bad about the teacher, at least not in front of your child. Right. Because then that's going to, the attitude will come with them. Yes. You know, and but I know there can be circumstances where you do have to kind of have a talk with teachers. I understand that completely. But mm-hmm. for the most part, we really try to make school a fun place for your child to be um and I would also tell your the parents and I you know to help them become more independent um don't do everything for them they have to learn yes because life is not going to do everything you know you're not you're not I'm parents aren't going to be around forever to help the kids and so how will they learn independence how will they learn to do things for themselves problem solving oh my goodness that was such a big one you know, um, so that those are all like tips and advice I would give the parents, like when you're at home and his pencil breaks and he starts crying or she starts crying, like, don't solve it. But okay, the pencil's broken. What can we do about that? What mm-hmm. do we have? What tool oh, do we have to fix that? I love this. You know, it's just because I would see parents rescuing their kids all the time. And I understand because they were with you for four years, five years, whatever age it may be. Um, but when they're at school, there's 20 other kids, 20 to 25 other kids in class. Of course, we're going to facilitate help to them, but we're not going to be there 24 seven. 
you know, whatever, all day long, just right there with them. So they right. have to kind of understand, like, I can fix things. I And if I really, you know, I can ask. And that's what I would teach the kids. If you need help with something, ask your neighbors in your table. And if the, your friends can't help you, then come to me. If I was, like, doing a small group lesson or I was busy with something else, I would help you know, try to help them help themselves. Yes. And so those are things I would definitely recommend parents to kind of do. Um, yeah, because it's it's hard when they go to school as it is. And if they can't help themselves, it's even harder, you know. And, and sadly, I have seen that. And it breaks my heart because, the baby, you know, the student couldn't do anything for themselves. So I was just like, oh, my goodness. You know, so I really had to help him a lot that school year and he learned a lot but it was it was more overwhelming for him right mm -hmm. uh, and as a teacher i mean you see a ton i mean you, these kids are spending the majority of their day let alone their week with you so you you are mm -hmm. seeing a lot a lot Th that was uh i'm glad i asked you that question because you just dropped a ton of gems that i'm really gonna retain and share you know because i mean ultimately yeah, as a parent i want to be able to collab with my son's educators you know to make it the best possible experience for him and i'm hoping that other parents want to also that's another thing i think a lot of times parents might have had a bad experience at school and mm -hmm. they kind of bring that with them like we said earlier those things that happen to us very early on carry on with us into our adulthood yes and so <clears throat> excuse me I think a lot of parents might have had a bad experience, so they kind of like come in with like a defensive attitude. And so um, when it comes time for like homework and projects to be done at home, not necessarily projects, but you know, I need you to help your daughter read at, at home. I need you to work on sight words at home, a system with like counting while you're in the car. Like, and, and it's very evident when parents spend I kid you not, 10 to 15 minutes makes a world of a difference when you sit down with them, help them or guide them with their homework. And then when that's done, give them like breaks or whatever, but then kind of review their sight words and, and, and explore with them and count at the same time. All those things help. But when parents come in like with, I'm not going to help you out, that's your job type of attitude because that's what I've been told. That, that Why do we have homework? That's your job. Oy. A parent is a and teacher are are to be a team. Yes, and if you work as a team, that only helps your your child. Exactly, that is the point. That's right? Why wouldn't you want to help your child? It, that you is know? insane to me. Like their perspective <laughs> is totally backward. Yes, and oh my goodness, and like I said, the grade levels, like the kindergarten and pre K, have gotten a lot more rigorous, and so. You know, if parents don't have, like, if it's their first child in, in pre-K or their first, first child, and they are not, like, involved with, like, the school system, they don't know yes. how the teaks have gotten so much harder. And, and, and basically, kindergarten is, like, the new first grade, essentially. Oh, wow. Yeah, girl. Let me tell you, they're looking at poetry now. They're looking at, like, they have to write, like, a sentence or two or three with like punctuation in the correct spaces. I'm not joking. It was like, oh my God, there's not enough time in the day. Mm -hmm. um, and then it was terrible for the students who didn't have the support at home. So they would fall behind. And like I said, 
don't sit him down for a whole hour. Right. You know, 10 to 15 minute in intervals, maybe twice in the afternoon or the evening. Yeah. What huge difference, you know? Yeah. But it just depends on the parents if they want. And I know you're going to do wonderful. <laughs> the parents, teachers are going to love you because, it, you know, you're interested in helping your child be yes. successful. Yes. Uh, but, but also yeah. to the extent, you know, I don't ever want to um, be what's the word, uh, you know, on the teacher, you know, like just like constantly present and like oh, not letting the, te- yeah, not letting, yeah. And not letting the teacher do their, their job, you know, like I, I want to trust you, you know, I want to be able to focus on other things while being supplemental. I, you know what I'm saying? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully the teacher will be, you know, be very uh, good with communication mm-hmm. and they'll tell you like, this is what we're working on this week. So you can kind of use that as like a topic of discussion and kind of see what your 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 child has learned. And <clears throat> if if you see like, hey, you know, I'm not hearing anything. I'm not seeing that's when you can kind of like, hey, what's going on? Like, yes. what's he learning today? Yes. You know, because I, how I know how I was with the parents. Like I said, I have that Facebook girl. I would post pictures of the kids on the board. That's learning. a brilliant idea. I, I really like that idea. Because it was very transparent. And that mm-hmm. way, when the kids would go home and they said, and I, I wasn't able to do it every single day, but at least two to three times a week, I would try to post on there. Yeah. I would lie. I would go live on Facebook for the wow. first Because I think like when I have a, a, a baby, I want to know what they're doing at school. I want to see what the environment is like during the day, how, you know, how they interact. So I would be super, I would tell them we're going live. So continue to do your work. And I would go live, walk around and the parents would come on and pick up my baby. These are my <laughs> jobs. They were excited because it was, there was transparency. Yes. You know? Yes. And so if you have that with your, your, um, was it daughter or son? Son. With your son's teacher, um, you'll be fine. And if not, you can, you can, there's nothing wrong with asking for that. I don't think like, of course, if they're on Facebook, but like, Hey, you know, do you mind telling me like what they're learning this week? So I can, you know, touch up on it at school, at home and talk about it or whatever. We're more than willing yes. to help because we know you're going to help, you know? So yes. Excellent. No, all, all of that was very, very insightful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I want to kind of pivot a little bit and talk about when your two worlds collided. So your fashion blogging and teaching, because uh-huh. you have been, I'm not even sure what the term would be. I'm just going to say collab. You've collabed with Lane Bryant, which for anybody who's listening is a huge, huge uh, clothing carrier in the States. And uh, I think internationally. Lane Bryant might be international. internationally. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what I think is so neat is they often feature you to, for like educators. So like they'll utilize you in your fashion to appeal to other teachers. So I feel like it was just like the perfect case scenario for you. And how did this come to be? Because you're just so excellent at it. Like you're just a natural. <laughs> Thank you. Well, girl, let me tell you. Uh, well, remember how I told you like 2017, I had gone shopping for myself. So I was feeling messed up a little bit more 2017 and 2018. I'm thinking in, um, school years. Right yes. Now. Yes. So, um, <laughs> I love August, that. <laughs> come August, 2018. Um, uh, one of my favorite, favorite, favorite bloggers, influencers. She's amazing. 
I've been following her for years. I remember because back in the day, we didn't have Instagram. We had Pinterest. And I would see her on Pinterest all the time. She wears a lot of skirts and dresses. Her name is Tanisha. Mm-hmm. I would follow her, like, on Pinterest because I love her. I'm more modest in my style. Mm-hmm. Um, she was very modest, super fashion, and I loved her. And so I started following her on Instagram when Instagram came around. And um, summer of 2018... I saw that she was going to drop a collab with Lane Bryant. Like she was a designer and they were, you know, they were going to, I guess, make the clothes and whatnot. So um, early August, she was like announcing it, kind of like dropping hints at it. And eventually she posted that there was going to be a giveaway. I'm like, oh, interesting. Let me see what this is about. So the giveaway was like, trip for two to new york city um win a thousand dollars shopping spree whoa you come to new york during um, new york fashion week whoa amazing thing so first day of school uh 2018 literally the first day of school of course crazy busy morning because first day of school putting up supplies teaching the kids how to stand in line, sit down, you know. (laughs) It flew by. Lunchtime rolls around, and I finally get to peek at my phone, and she had sent me a a direct message on Instagram. She's like, hey, girl, have you seen who won? I'm like, oh, no, I haven't been able to see. Let me go check it out. I'm, like, literally out of breath because the cafeteria is a whole other mess, girl. (laughs) The first day of school, oh, my God. It's just, like, they don't know how to hold the tray. Anyway. At the point right now, <laughs> I finally made it back to the room, saw that message, checked it. Girl, I saw it said the winner of the giveaway is Esther Isaguirre. I was wow. like screaming, and I had a student teacher, and I was like, oh my god, I won! I won! And she's just looking at me like, what did you win? Like, calm down. But that's a like, major oh, win. That is huge. Yeah. So I immediately, I skipped lunch that day, honestly. I didn't even eat of how excited I was. I went to the my principal. I love her, Marcy Davis. She's an amazing boss, amazing principal. I go to her and I said, Ms. Davis, she's like, what happened, honey? What's going on? And I'm like, I close the door and I'm like, um, I'm in her office and I close the door and I'm like, I need to take off in about two weeks. I'm going to New York Fashion Week. And she's like, what? And so I finally told her, she's like, oh, Izzy, that's so exciting. And blah, 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 blah. She's like, yeah, let's do it. You're going to go. So I immediately put in my days and I left. I was supposed to leave Friday, but I ended up leaving Saturday and I came back to, it was like a super speedy trip. Girl, they flew me in. I told my husband if he wanted to go, he's like, you're going to go shopping. No. So he's like, shopping. <laughs> So I took my cousin. She's like my sister. Oh, that's amazing. I, yeah, I took Stephanie and we had an amazing time. Um, we flew in, went to, I believe they said it was like their biggest store in New York or anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's like a two-story Lane Bryant in, in Brooklyn. Oh, wow. I think. Oh, uh, and yeah, girl, I met Tanisha finally, like face to face. And we had been DMing in the summer, like, cause 
I totally fangirled. This is like a little side story. I had totally fangirled in the summer because I told you I was starting to feel my, I had started posting like more pictures of like outfits. Yes. And she had influenced me to buy like this beautiful Lane Bryant skirt. And so that's when I had, um, my page used to be private. Uh, but summer of 2018, I just happened to open it up, just made it public. I was like, eh. and I had like 200 followers at that point, you know, not that that matters, but I was, it was just like my friends and family. Basically. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had opened it up and for some reason, I guess she came to my page and she like liked several of my pictures and she commented, girl, I fangirled so much. Well, like, yeah, oh. that's huge. And we were in San Antonio actually, we're taking a little weekend trip and I had my husband take pictures of me and I was like, hey, um, take a picture of me in this outfit. I'm going to post it on Instagram. And so she went and liked it and I was like, oh, fangirling so bad because I mean, that was, she's my favorite blogger ever. And so. Anyways, when she dropped that she was going to have this collab on her page, I was super excited. So the fact that I met her and shot with her and it was like her, it was a huge collection. I think it was like a, oh, dang, I can't remember, 20, 20 some wow. collection. I mean, and be- clothes I wear to this day. I promise you, like, and some of my favorite prints. Just beautiful, timeless, pretty much timeless. Well, and you have that beautiful that beautiful connection to them, you know, because those are tied to an experience. That is really amazing. Yes. So then we went shopping, and then they set us up in a beautiful hotel. We went to we stayed in Times Square, and then um, then we went to an event in Soho, and um, yeah, I met so many other bloggers there. Uh, people, I, girls, women I followed and I like stood there a couple times and I just looked around and I was like, oh my God, look at these women just loving their outfits, loving themselves. And that was probably one of the most um, beautiful and kind of eye-opening experiences for me because I kid you not, there were women even taller than me, curvier, you know, everything, totally different body shapes. And, and they were just like talking, sipping on, um, with mimosas and having like a, the time of their lives, music blasting, like a total fun event. And I was there and like a bunch of Lane Bryant people were there. And I think that's, they, I eventually like got an email like a week or two afterwards that they wanted me to put me on the PR list. Yes. And this history. And I was like, oh, wow. And uh, yeah. So like they started posting me on their page. They started sending me like, I love what they call the black boxes. That's what I know. It's a, a PR package. Mm-hmm. Um, and girl, just from there. And now I get paid. Yes. Paid. Yes. Oh, girl, my God. So Congratulations. So well-deserved. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And it's like so much fun. I do story takeover. I take yes. over their Instagram some days. I've done it three times. I did a teacher one. I did like a holiday outfits and I just did recently a spring last week a spring style one yes so so much fun and it's like wow Lane Bryant is my OG honestly honest to god I remember because there was no other plus size stores yep in Corpus or or, I mean they were non-existent no if definitely like your only choice like you said was to go hit up Lane Bryant or here or to go to a bigger city right right and I didn't know it was Tord at that point. And Tord was more like punk, rockish, you know. 
so at that point when I when I kind of discovered Tord, um, I would buy shoes there, you mm-hmm. know, not mm-hmm. in like tank tops, like things like that. Yeah, but not clothes because it wasn't my style. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I remember shopping at Lane Bryant when I was like eighteen, nineteen, because. And Avenue, but I prefer. Oh, I forgot right. about Avenue. That's right. I shut down. They're yeah. online only, I believe. Yeah, I remember but Avenue. We, they were in Moore Plaza. They were in Moore Plaza. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Avenue. Okay. And Lane Bryant was downstairs at Padre, and then it moved upstairs, and then it went back downstairs. And, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I walk into Lane Bryant and Corpus are like, "Hey, girl." Yes. I'm like, hey, I mean, hey, hello. You're literally like an ambassador. I mean, that is so amazing. And I feel like with your height and like the way you wear clothes and like, you know, of course, like how comfortable you are in front of the camera, like you're a shoe in to be representing these brands. Yeah, it's so much fun, honestly. And I I just sometimes I can't believe it, you know, because they're major brands. I've also worked with Torrid. Yes. Less than any brand, but they reached out and they've worked with me. I've been featured on Eloquy, which yes. is another brand that I discovered them in 2015 because they were selling circle skirts. Mm-hmm. And circle skirts were like a huge thing and midi skirts. Because for the longest time, I'm so tall, mini skirts look terrible on me because they're like super mini. Yeah. And so midi skirts are like a happy, like a happy common ground. Like, I love it. Yes. Midi skirts are my favorite and maxi as well. But anyways, I, I discovered Eloquy. I've been featured on their page. I've been featured like on their emails. When I see myself, I'm like, oh, dang, look at me. So it's just, <laughs> That is I'm so like, amazing. It is. And it's like little old me who hated her body, hated being tall because she was called grandota. I cannot stand that word. And I, know I can I tell am. you I've never heard that word before. Grandota, like yeah. very big. Mm. In Spanish, mm-hmm. and like, oh, it's just traumatizing to this of day. Of course, I hear that word in like French. Of course, I try not to grandota. Like, oh, you're so big. Yeah, and I don't tell a 14, 13 year old that because it's like it hurts. Her, it hurt my feelings because it had and a negative that connotation. Was, That's what kills me. The fact that you're tall and curvy in and of itself is is wonderful, but it's the the connot- the the way they use the word. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff drives me insane. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it it so for the longest time I wouldn't wear heels because I was like, I'm already tall, I'm gonna look huge. I'm gonna look ginormous. And then I know I'm tall, but I know I'm not like like an exaggerate. Like I'm not like six two. Nothing against anybody being six two of I love height now. Right. I'm totally fine. Hey, with same. But I'm five eight. <laughs> You know, I'm five eight. I'm not even that tall. Cause I've met girls that are like I, at the at at the event in Lane Bryant. One of the models, love her. Her name's Hadassa, which means Esther, so, mm-hmm. and we have the same birthday. Are so you funny. serious? Whoa! Yeah, she's beautiful, and she's a legit model. She models for Lane Bryant. She models for so many. She models. She's at Target size. Wow. She's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. We still keep in touch. She lives in New York. She's from Dallas. Anyway, I met Hadassa. She's like. She's very tall and she's just beautiful. Oh my God, I just can't get over her beauty. Tanisha is very tall. So when I was there, like I said, that was like an eye opening moment for me. Like, girl, stop. You need to just even more so get over yourself and just, you're here to enjoy life, live it to its fullest, as cheesy as that sounds. But why would I like hinder myself even further? And just be like, no, I can't wear this. I can't wear that because I'm I'm grandota. I'm a big girl. I can't like 
I got so tired. I got sick of putting myself down, you know? Yes. So yeah, 2018 was probably the year that just like literally changed my life. And girl, ever since I left my account open and more opportunities have come to me and it's just been so much fun. I, um, when I worked with Nikki from Made in Corpus Christi, I oh was like, Oh my gosh. What? Yeah, the and first time I ever laid show. eyes on you. And I was just like, whoa, she's in Corpus? Like, who is this? <laughs> yeah, so it's just, you know, when I think, I really believe, like, I, I try I try to help women out. I get messages. You do help women out. From, from ladies. Sometimes I get in a rut. I'm not going to lie, because content creating is not easy. That is a lot of work. I'm actually glad you brought that up, but carry on with what you were saying. And um, I get messages from women. They're like, hey, I really appreciate you posting your outfit. And they come like at the most perfect time when I'm really feeling down. Because I'm I'm, not going to say like, oh, I love myself every single day. I have my days and I'm like, oh, you know, this or that. But then I like literally like, okay, stop. I stop myself because that does good for nobody. For me, and I'm in a bad mood here at home. Like, yep. So I let myself feel what I need to feel. And then the next day I'm like, all right, yep. Let's get together, girly. Like you there's nothing good comes from feeling that way. Anyways, I get messages from ladies from California, from like Dallas, Houston, Florida, New York, like all over the states. And they will tell me like your confidence is what like really um shows through the pictures. And I yes. just love how you dress yourself. I have a similar body as you and you've shown me like how I can dress myself yep. when I post dresses, like right away, where's this from? I need the link because mm-hmm. they want to buy it. Cause they see it on my, on me mm-hmm. and they can picture themselves wearing it. So I just think it's beautiful. And it's definitely beautiful. I mean, it, there's a twofold reason why it's beautiful, right? One, because you're showing other individuals like, yes, like you, you can look amazing no matter what you look like right now. Like you can, you can look amazing and feel, feel really good. And not only that, but you're every brand's dream because you're wearing something that looks so amazing on you and literally getting other people to be like, what is that? I need that. Mm -hmm. I I mean, it's a win, win, win. Yeah. I see some of the comments on Lane Bryant's posts when they posted like, thank you for using real models and real women. I'm like, oh, the models are also (laughs) women, I guess. Uh, Yes, the whole (laughs) real women comment is the worst. And I've actually seen that used negatively for other local girls who model you know that are, are more um, like straight sized and people mm-hmm. will be like oh when are you gonna use a real woman that's like what who is making these comments like geez right i'm like the models aren't real women yeah anyway you know it's yeah. crazy i guess they mean like i don't like a common like a normal person but a model they're hired. They're normal people. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, well, yes, there are women who look like that, just like there's women that look like you. So you, I, are you meaning right. women who look like you? Is that what real women is? Like, that? Yes. they need to work that out. You know what I'm saying? Like, geez, that's so awful. <laughs> yes, but, you know, it's, um, it's just, like I said, being kind of like out in the public, you know, and I'm not going to say like I'm super well known, but. You're, I you're went, well known. You're pretty well known. I've gone to places and I'm like, I follow you. I totally follow you. I'm like, and I'm like, what's your handle so I can follow you back? It's such a weird type of conversation now, yes. but I think it's so like understood by everybody. For so sure. when it happens, it happens. Yes. Well, and especially with the kind of following you have, because I think you have like close to 6,000 followers or something. It's hard to necessarily, yeah, keep up with 
every single person that's following you and like issue a follow back, you know, um, right. and, and that, that just comes with the territory. But so I'm glad you brought up, you know, that sometimes or that uh, content creating is a lot of work because I was going to ask you because, you know, you're such like a presence, you know, with the fashion and all that kind of stuff is do you do you feel like you have to be on all the time? Yes and no, but I'm true to myself. You know, I'm sorry. If I'm not feeling it that day, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to force myself to do something. So on the days like today, I'm planning to, after we're done here, I'm planning to make some reels, which for me are probably the hardest um, because it just takes so much work. Mm -hmm. um, and so some days I'm just like, mm. <laughs> and I'll go on my stories and say, oh, I haven't been feeling myself these past few days. I try to be honest. Yes. Um, I don't post I don't post or say every single personal thing, but I do try to be relatable. Like I'm not always like spectacular and not my makeup done. I'm not. And I'll show my face, makeup less, just me and PJ's hair like yesterday I had my side pony and you know, that was like I need to wash my hair type of thing. So um <clears throat> I try to be very like transparent when I'm like having a good day, bad day, great day, I'm all doing fun stuff. I'm just at home. So, um, I mean, it would be next to impossible to be always on, you yes. know, um, and even content creating, I haven't posted anything in like a week since like the takeover, I have some pictures, but it just takes time, you know? And then also with that is since I'm like more in like fashion, I used to feel more pressure to like buy, 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 buy. Yes. Oh, that's a big one. That's a big one. That were like trending or relevant at the moment. Yes. I stopped doing that. Good if for I you. If I get clothes, it's because I'm going to continue to wear it like because I want or it's going to Same, gifted. same. I refuse done, to buy something girl. that's that's temporary. Like I'm going to wear the hell out of this if I buy anything yeah. anymore. Right. And I, I, I have... Um, bought pieces recently, which is what I like been able to share. But what I've started to do is just go to the store, try things on at the store, show them. And if I'm going to buy something, I buy it. And if I don't, I don't. That way I don't feel obligated. To yes. Now. Yes. Girl, it gets very expensive. Yes. But that's a and brilliant idea. Uh, truly to, to do that because you're showing people what's available what it looks like on but you're also mm -hmm. promoting less of a consumeristic you know, mm -hmm. lifestyle, you know, and more about quality over quantity kind of thing. Right, right. And I try to show like the other day I went to Old Navy and I showed a couple dresses and I like linked them on like my like to know it. Some people hate it. I love it because for me, it makes it easier to shop. Like I've seen other friends on Instagram that post something like I can't find it on the website. Mm -hmm. It makes it like I literally can't find it. So I'll go to their like to know it, click on it and buy it, you know, makes it super easy. Yep. So anyways, I like to share like affordable finds as well, you know, and I see a lot of people are like say, oh my God, lean brains are expensive. They're so out of touch with, um, whatever. I just see the comments all the time that they're, they don't like their clothes, blah, blah, blah. I always find pieces, mm -hmm. not every single time I go to look, but I find pieces mm -hmm. that I like, and then I make them my own. Exactly. With my little twist of Senorita Esther, you know? <laughs> so it's just, you know, but, but I know that companies close so well and like the side, I can like, okay, this will fit me. No, this might not flatter me. No. Yes. So I, and toward same thing. I look with you, same thing. Like I, because those are the main three main ones I shop at. Yep. Um, Target, Old Navy as well, but those are more local. Mm -hmm. 
but it's just, you know, there's, there's options for us out there as many as I would like. No, right. But it's getting better. You know, I know like good America and Khloe Kardashian. Yes. Um, they're the jeans starting to become more inclusive, yeah. you know, so and not even just jeans anymore. I mean, swimwear and, uh, <laughs> you know, dresses and that kind of stuff. Shoes too. I think mm. I saw some shoes and I think she has nice, so like I said, I have size 11 feet and I'm collabing with a like luxury shoe company called Sarah Flint. They sent me a pair of shoes. Oh my gosh. Beautiful heels. Um, they're sandals, like little block heel sandals. Um, Girl, I used to start crying when I was younger. We would go to Payless and I would leave crying because I had like ugly biscuit exactly. grandma looking shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so true. Like size inclusivity. Some people have never had to think about this their entire lives. And, and others, right. that's been the reality that what, the higher a size goes, the less options there are and the less... Um, aesthetically pleasing yeah uh, uh, items it's awful like and like you said things are getting better but i mean you know i feel like we're in 2022 like it's been a long time coming i can remember one day like we went to i don't know it was on ayers it was a store there and they had the most cute jeweled um like gem sandals Mm -hmm. do they have a size 11 nothing girl and I was devastated. I was so heartbroken over those little chanquitas. Yes. I wanted them. And my mom was because no tienen para, they don't have them for you. And yes. And that was before the internet, right? Where you could look. <laughs> what do you think size 11 people just want like, you know, those non-slip shoes that people have to wear for like fast food places? Like, yeah. That's what they would have in size 11. Like, this is it. And like ugly flats, ugly shoes, ugly like chunky heels that were not fashionable and like i'm i was like 13 14 at that time and i was like am i for real and sometimes i had to buy them yep because i did them yep were they my favorite absolutely not it it became more functional than fashionable unfortunately God. So, girl, I have a closet full of shoes now. I do not. <laughs> I love that because here, here's what I think is really amazing about you, that you turned, you know, uh, situations, you know, in the past, you you turned all of that and completely flipped it. And now you're one of the most fashionable people I've ever met, ever seen. Um, big brands like Lane Bryant, Eloquy, and Torrid can attest to that. And you're here rocking badass clothes, badass shoes, badass looks, despite, you know, all the stuff that happened before. That is power, my friend. And my cute shoes. Thank and you. That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. Okay, so anybody listening to this, if you haven't followed Senorita Esther on Instagram, please do that right away. You will not regret it. Her looks are amazing. I love when you pop up on my feed. Your stories are fantastic. You're so, like you said, relatable. I mean, in the funniest way. And I love... Uh, just seeing all the collabs and seeing what you're up to. I, I just think you're so amazing. And recently you had said something about um, potentially wanting to delve into maybe being more of a, um, not a consultant, but somebody who kind of helps people. Pick, yeah, yeah, pick a stylist. Yeah, and so yes, I, I really hope you pursue that because, you know, it just I, always helps when there's somebody who knows what they're doing along, you know? That's probably one of my the f- most fun experiences I've had. and. Also fulfilling. Teaching is very fulfilling, but when you can instantly see a woman's face light up in the dressing room and you're like, hey, wear this like this and fixing things, and you're just like, oh my God, wow. It is 
so like oh my god it just warms my heart so i definitely i i went with a friend last week to shop because she called me that day like at four she's like esther i need amiga mm -hmm. i need help i'm going to vegas I, i need to find some outfits and can we meet at 7 30 she works for when you see on here and so she gets out of work a little later And I was like, okay, girl, let's hit up this store, this store, this store. We had to work with Target um, and Ross. H&M kicked us out because they were closing. <laughs> and so we shot, and it was so much fun. I went with her and her daughter, and I was like, all right, let's try this on. I went online, and I found a couple of dresses so that when we got there, it was like I already knew what we were looking for. So much fun. She's in Vegas already. She's been sending me pictures of her in her outfit. She's like, I love this one. And look, I already found this. So it just kind of like ignites that, like, I'm going to look good type thing, you know, and I'm going to, yes. and she always looks good. Let me tell you, my friend Mina, she's beautiful. She's always well put together, but she's saying that her personal style has always been for like a news anchor right. type thing. And so now she wants to find her personal style because yes. she's always in like, little suits and stuff. So I'm like, I'll yes. help you with that. So she wants to do like a horror, she wants to do um, a wardrobe refresh eventually very soon um i went shopping with somebody um a few months ago from dallas she contacted me she drove down and i helped her niece um find a work wardrobe which is what she needed wow so it's just been so much fun I've, i've helped other people too and that's definitely something i've really enjoyed and i know i can do it i've been stopping myself because i'm in here yep i'm like What are people going to say? And people are going to like the way you start. And so I'm like fighting, battling that out right now. And, um, but I get, you know, I get so many, um, this other lady also, she's going to Vegas. She's like, what should I wear? And so I'm helping her out. I'm helping out somebody right now that we were like kind of looking for dresses for an event in Corpus coming up with the cattle barons or something. Oh yeah. So it's just, you know, I get in my head. I, I really get in my head. And so that's something I'm trying to just go for it, you know? Yes. Okay. Put you, myself out there. Yeah. You, know? you have already done that in such a huge way. I feel like this is just like the natural progression for you. And when you're really ready to pursue it, you're going to kill it. Like I, I already know. I mean, you, you just, you have the magic touch. I saw all the outfits you did or had helped your friend pick and, uh, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, like, like you just have it, you know, and uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you do that. And uh, I appreciate you so much for taking the time out of your day this afternoon to uh, to speak with me. I just think you're incredible. I love what your message is. I love all of your looks. Your style's amazing. And you inspire me daily. So just thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for teaching and for caring so much about, you know, being an educator. And I just appreciate you so much. And I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It meant a lot for you to invite me. Of course. And, um, let's do it again soon. <laughs> yes, please. Next time you're on Corpus. Yes. All right, Chica. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. And uh, we'll keep in touch. You too.